Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 8, Think Lovely Thoughts. As always, we'll start off with a little synopsis. In the enchanted forest, young Rumpel's father, Malcolm, the town drunk, loses all of their money in a Find the Lady Con. Rumpel wishes for a way to go where no one knows that his father is a coward. And the kindly spinsters give him a magic bean. Rumpel and Malcolm travel to Neverland, a place where Malcolm used to go in his dreams as a child. Malcolm discovers that as an adult, he doesn't belong. He gives up Rumpel and becomes one with the sinister shadow, transforming into Peter Pan! In Neverland, our heroes all reunite and gang up against Rumpel when Neil reveals the prophecy. Rumpel says that his goal is to save Henry, even at the cost of his own life, and trust Neil with Pandora's box. Rumpel faces Pan, but Pan tricks him and Rumpel ends up in the box. Neil, Emma, and Regina break through Pan's protection spell, but are unsuccessful at convincing Henry that Pan is lying. Henry rips out his own heart and puts it in Pan's chest, which Henry believes will save magic, saving everyone. But will really just give Pan eternal youth. Our heroes must now find a way to stop Pan and save Henry. Roger, what did you think of this episode? This is the first time since Skin Deep in which I may have thought I may have been wrong. This episode is fucking amazing. (laughs) This is at worst a top two episode. Wow. In this series. Mm -hmm. I love everything about this episode. Like my heart was racing watching this episode. The cliffhanger is insane. Like both of us looked at each other and went, that cannot be it. (laughs) You cannot end with Pan ascending to godhood. Like it was so good. I will say I've watched this show like what, eight times now. And every time I watch this show, I, I like binge it. And sometimes when we're doing our podcast, I'm like, but I want to watch another episode now. <laughs> I, I I thought it would be good. I even said that in the one. And I was like, this might be a top five episode. Yeah, this was definitely a top five episode for me. It was, this. I think this is the best twist in the entire series. I think all of the acting is really well done. They focus on the characters that matter. Like I, I have nothing really but good things to say about this episode. I agree. This is a great episode. That fucking twist. <sighs> Peter Pan is Rumpelstiltskin's father. Oh my god. Not only is that twist insane, when we go back to the Pied Piper episode, Rumpel was getting mocked by Peter Pan for his father abandoning him by the man who abandoned him. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's it's nuts. And it, when you think back to even the... I mean, we can talk about it when we get to that scene. But when you think back to when Rumpel lets go of Bay and how much... Like, we always knew that, you know, Rumpel was abandoned by his father and then he abandoned his son, like, perpetuating this cycle. But to actually know what the story is, it makes that episode so much more powerful and interesting. Even the conversation. Like, let's go somewhere where we can be a family together. Like, they basically, Rumpel had the same conversation with Bay, And I think that's why that moment of weakness cost him so much. Because he realized that, like, oh, God, I literally just did what my father did I just became my father. I just became my father. And that's why he spent... And and I think that conversation they have is so good. Like, yeah, the difference is you forgot about me, and I immediately realized my mistake. Like, that's the difference. We have to start with Pan and Rumpel. Like, that is... I think that's a great place to start. Here's what I wrote down. Pan and Rumpel in current or past? Past. Okay. I wrote down... Peter Pan is Rumpel's fucking father. That (laughs) is the best twist of the entire series. I did not see that coming at first. Like, obviously, having watched this, I knew it now. But it is really well done. And, like, when you watch, like, this episode, at first you kind of feel bad for Malcolm. And progressively, you start to hate him. And then he drops the bombshell at the end. You're like, you're a bastard. Like, yeah, they he does an excellent job of going from like sympathetic to I hate you. Well, yeah, at the beginning they sort of frame him as like a struggling single father. Like, what happened to Rumble's mother? We don't know. I wrote um, that. Where's the mom? Yeah, I mean it's a fairy tale, so you can't have two parents. That would be illegal. <laughs> Snow had two parents. Snow did have two parents until one of them died, and then the other. And then the other one died. <laughs> and then Regina's family came into her life. That's right. Um. And I can't remember what I was saying. Um, so we are talking about like Rumple and them at the beginning. What is oh yeah the he, three card Monty and all of the deception? He, he's so a struggling he, man. He seems like he's struggling and like he's like a little shady. But like, what do you do when you don't have resources? Like, you got to do shit like that. And mm-hmm. then you're like, 
oh, you're just a piece of shit that, like, leaves your son with the nicest ladies ever. I always thought spinster was, like, an insult. But these women are great people. I mean, we use it as an insult because the women who became spinsters were the ones who couldn't get married. Oh, I see. Or didn't get like married. Like the old maids, yes, essentially. exactly. Um, I think there's also something even more jacked up when you think about Rumpel's father left him to go hang out at the pub. Mila left him to go hang out at the pub. Yeah. It basically was him reliving all of that trauma of him being abandoned and now knowing that Mila was abandoning his son and him. I do not blame him for killing her at all. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. And then when he starts talking to the shadow, Malcolm, when he starts talking to the shadow, and he's just like, oh, yeah, family is a burden and, like, I gotta, I gotta, like, let go of this. I gotta let go of you so that I can have what I want. Well, even at first, when they both get to Neverland, right? So Rumpel's father has a sinister look on his face when Rumpel shows him the beam. He doesn't just have a sinister look. He literally, like, rubs yeah. his hands together. And I was like, oh, God, is he going to jump in and just leave Rumpel? But then they, like, jump in together, and for a moment they both seem happy. And I've always wondered, had Rumpel's dad been able to use magic, would they have been fine? If they both could do the Neverland thing. I don't would, know. Would he have abandoned Rumpel still? Or would it have just been like, we're both magical, we're good? I don't know. Yeah, it is a... It's like the last time you see them both happy. Except that even before that happens, it's clear, like, Malcolm really wants to fly. Mm-hmm. And, like, Rumpel's tired and he just, like, wants to take a nap. And his dad's like, well, he's like, well, we gotta fly. And he's like, I don't want to fly. You want to fly. Like, it's all about you. I don't want this magic, Dad. Mm-hmm. I, You want the power. I mean, it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. between this and that episode. Backing up to the beginning, though, with the find the lady. Oh, yeah. Why <laughs> Why do con artists always have to be, like, slimy and taunt their clients? Like, why? Because they're con artists. But, like, he won. He already, like, had the money. He could have just walked away. <laughs> you know how you don't understand revenge? Yeah. You also don't understand taunting. Yeah, taunting is dumb. It doesn't bring you anything. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> as someone who taunts frequently, it's not so much that you do it because it's going to gain you something. It's more or less a I can do it and you can't do anything about it. Oftentimes, you do it to people who end up can doing it, something to you. But it's the point of like, fuck you, I'm untouchable. I see. I don't get it. I'm, it's like revenge. It's just not a thing you can understand. I, I see. He's also like a good con artist can taunt you and get away with it. He is not a good con artist. Yeah. I think the thing I really liked about this episode, too, is that you, they're setting all of this up. And I, I didn't, I did not suspect it until they said. I thought they were connected. Of course. I, I also thought they were connected. Brother, they knew things about cousin, each other. Yeah. But I, like, even after all of that, I still had no idea. When he, I remember when he turns and I went, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Peter, I mean, I was just blown away. I could not believe, because I made the same mistake you made. I was like, well, he's younger than him. There's no way he could be Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, so, like, I just assumed he left Rumpel, and he had a new family, and that's Peter Pan. The fact that he transformed, like, I kind of started to pick up on it when he has the conversation with him, where he's like, you're the one holding me back, and then they do the dust, and I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. It, uh, what a good episode. Also, we're going to settle this debate that you and I have had many a times. Every time we've talked about Regina and Cora, you're like, well, it's hard to hate your parents. False. False. You tell me right now it's hard to hate Peter Pan. I, I'm not telling you that it's not, that it's, I mean, obviously he hates him. I get it. He's still struggling with it a little bit. No, he's not. He he's... could have instantly opened that box the moment he walked in. Yeah, but I. He needed to talk to him first. It wasn't about not that. It was revenge. <laughs> I, it was about, I'm going to, it's a monologue, villain monologue. And Rumpel, for all of his faults, often, usually isn't got the advantage. He can monologue and still get away with it. Because he wants to taunt him. He does. Uh, we get a few uh, from Rumpel's father. We get, names always make things better. They make things real. Which mm. I thought was an interesting line considering who Rumpelstiltskin is and like the importance yep. of names to him. Because knowing his name allows you to summon him, correct? Yeah, like you have the... to say it three times like Beetlejuice. <laughs> it is like Beetlejuice. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Beetlejuice is like Rumpelstiltskin. Of course. That's what we should be saying, actually. That's fair. Um, I also wrote down, sometimes you want to go where nobody knows your name. (laughs) I just love that. They like offer him the bean. They're like, go somewhere where no one knows you. So that was fascinating that he, his father was such a pariah that these women go, hey kid, you need to get away from him. Yeah. They literally said you would be better off by yourself with no parents. The mother must be gone. 
because they don't say go just live with your mom. They yeah. say just leave, kid. Like he's nine, eight. He's yeah, a little boy. He's little. He can barely survive on his own. And they think that Malcolm is so worthless, and they're not wrong, that he'd be better off just leaving. It Damn. I something that really hit me hard was when he's talking to the spinsters and he has this gift for spinning, which I also think is kind of sweet, yeah. knowing who Rumpelstiltskin is. And they're very impressed. They're like, you could spin for kings. Like you could you could be apprenticed anywhere. Uh, and then he says, if I can make money, then my father and I can be together. And that's fucked up for so many reasons. It's not a child's job to make money so that their parents can survive. And two, the spinsters then come back with, oh, it doesn't matter. He'll still be a piece of shit. <laughs> it very much reminded me of the Miller's daughter. Yeah. Cora yep. basically had to take care of her drunken, useless father. And again, and at some level, I get why they connected. They both had yeah. shitty parents and came from a very tough life. Yep. Um, gosh. I, so, like, I think they do a good job, too, of, like, young Rumpel is scared of heights. I, I said showing the early signs of being a coward, but I don't call a child a coward for not wanting to go high because there's a reason we don't want to go of high. Course. It's dangerous. But it is the beginning of, like, that fear that you see that, like, I please don't make me do this. Like, he's just afraid. Yeah. And it kind of makes it, he's very terrified of being abandoned, which, you know, his father keeps abandoning him and then ultimately literally says, be gone and sends him away. I'm not going to lie. I didn't cry, but I kind of real close when he, when that ending scene with Rumpel and his father, where he basically says, I have to let go of the thing that's holding me back and that's you. I'm not cut out to be a father. And then he shows up at the spinster's uh, door just crying. Oh, it was so sad. And then like the whole Peter Pan, I was just like this, I cannot imagine being that bad of a father. Like that is impressive. And that's when I wrote, it is not hard to hate your parents. Mm. I, if, if, if Rumpel were to rip out his heart, crush it, kill him, rewind time, and keep doing it, I would not blame him. Yeah. Uh, I actually cried twice in this episode, but it was not there. Shocking. I know. I almost did, but yeah. uh, almost. I also think it's interesting that Peter Pan has tears in his eyes when his does. son being pulled is being pulled away. He does. And he, like, forgets it very quickly when he's, like, flying around in the sky, but... I don't think the tears were for his son. Mm. I think the tears of joy was that he had finally done it. Yeah, wow. Which makes it even more jacked up. Yeah, that is pretty jacked. But I think, I think he was... Because remember, he says, like, you forgot about me. He was like, I finally... I've rid myself of this burden. Now I get to have the life I always wanted. Yeah. I'm letting go of the thing that is holding me back. You. That is a top five horrible line. To say to an eight-year-old boy? That's horrible to say to anyone. It is, but it's even worse to say it to an eight-year-old yeah. boy. Like, I wouldn't... I If he's, if Rumpel said that to Belle, I'd be like, you're a monster. You two should never be together. I could not imagine saying that to your own son. Like, that's... Yeah. It's like, you did this, man. You made that. You made that thing. <laughs> and then you will later taunt him yeah. <laughs> about being abandoned. What a what an excellent job of setting Pan up to be someone you just cannot say. Like I like when you have villains that are just he can't be redeemed. There's no forgiving him. No. No, we're past that point. You gotta die. He, I'm sorry, he has to die, Belle. <laughs> and poor Rumble is just like, all that matters is that we're together. We should go somewhere else that isn't here. Sound like Belfire. And his shitty father. God, that man's terrible. And, oh, God, it was so sad, too, when his father climbs the tree, and he's so scared that he's like, you're going to come back quickly, like, everything is going to be okay, and he's, like, sitting in the tree. And then his father's shoe falls out of the tree, and he, like, still doesn't come down. And he or say like, anything. My dad is just dead now, and he's just alone in this land. Can we talk about that shadow? Yeah, the shadow was very creepy. First time we see a shadow in daylight. Sure. Um, also, voiced by Marilyn Manson. Weird, yeah. Appropriately. <laughs> Boy, he is terrifying sounding. And also, when, like, at the end of kind of the Enchanted Neverland flashback, I guess, they show Skull Rock, which was apparently created the moment Malcolm decided to break yeah. the rules. So he created this scenario because he was cheating the magic, and I guess that's when the clock starts. Mm-hmm. That Skull Rock, that Skull Island's up cool. Like, that's it's just so cool. Best CGI. I actually wrote down um, when Peter Pan sees it for the first time. And he says, a giant skull. It's glorious. glorious. Which is exactly what a child would say. That's exactly what a 12-year-old boy is going to say. Yeah. I said, it's the coolest visual we've ever gotten, Transylvania being real close. Yeah. I thought that was great. It's and cool. It, when they spend money on CGI, spend it on stuff like this. I don't need you to fake dumb balls. Like, yeah. Like, do this. Because totally... you can't, there's no skull island you can go to in real life. Exactly. Uh, Even the title screen was cool. The title screen was cool. 
I think it's cool. So the shadow, so everybody else has shadows. Like, mm-hmm. Rumple cuts off his shadow in Neverland. Like, they're all projecting shadows as normally. They rip out Greg's shadow, etc. Um, but Pan's shadow was a separate entity before he became Peter Pan. And then when he became Peter Pan, it became part of him, is what, what the shadow told him. Yeah, I think that he became part of, I don't know that he physically became part of him. He just basically became like the, uh, you rule Neverland, so therefore I am your right-hand shadow. Yeah, but they can, like, he, like, can, can he can tell his shadow what to do. I think he can sense what his shadow can He sense. can execute Pan's will. Mm-hmm. Which so is, they're connected in some way. Yeah. Um, also, don't the jungles of Neverland look an awful lot like the forests of British Columbia? They do. I feel like if we went, I could find Stephen Amell out there. <laughs> That's whole, true. Whole lot of whole lot of things are being filmed out there. It's actually really jarring to see Neverland in the daytime. We only ever saw it yeah. in this episode. We always see it at night. Yeah. Or or even if it is daytime, like they're in the woods they're in, so they're much deep that in it's the woods. yeah, it's yeah. dark. I want to talk more about the spinsters. Sure. Um, one, they have a magic bean. So, yep. magic bean. Where did these spinsters get a magic bean? These ma- <laughs> these spinsters had a magic bean, but the dark one couldn't locate a magic bean? I don't get it. Th- there must have been some sort of extinction level event. Like, when I guess when we saw Jack and the Beanstalk, that was the end of the magic beans. Like, before they were just freely trading them. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. I guess. Because, yeah, at the time, his father, like, recognizes it. And he's like, that's... They're rare, but, like, not gone. Everyone knows about them, it yeah. sounds like. Because it's not like his father had any sort of particular knowledge. And these ladies just, like, give this to this little boy. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tell him, your father will always be your burden, Rumpelstiltskin. Like, he has to carry on the weight of having a coward for a father, having been abandoned by his father, and, like, this feeling that he's having. Mila will also later hit him with that line. Your son will yeah. have to carry around the weight of your cowardice. And these ladies are just so nice. Like, they, they're they just so sweet. They finish each other's sentences, which I think is adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I love the... I wish he talked... I wish adult Rumple talked more about these lovely ladies. I would love adult, adult Rumple to be able to, like... They're probably obviously long dead, but him seeing them again would have been fascinating yeah. to have it. We'll get a mention of them later in this season. Yeah. Like... Later, without spoiling anything, had he run into them at a different realm that we go to in season five, B, mm-hmm. that would have been interesting. That would have been a nice. conversation. Yeah. And like, even him just being like, thank you for everything you did, right? Because yeah. everything has they been. They didn't have to do that. No. I mean, I, they, he probably made them a lot of money because he oh, was yeah, very absolutely. good at spinning. But they but... didn't agree to that because they knew that. Right. They agreed to it. Like... Yeah. They, they knew his father was going to the pub. Yep. And also, the, so the look that he has when he discovers Malcolm in the pub is the same look Bay has when he discovers Mila in the pub. It is very much a parallel. Both of them are like, what are you doing here? Bay's a little younger. Yeah. What is your take on the fact that Peter Pan named himself after the name that Rumpel gave to his doll? Impressively cruel. Okay, yeah, that was where I was going to. Because they have a conversation, like, in present-day Neverland, where he's like, that's why do you think I call myself Peter Pan? And Rumpel's like, don't. Don't even try with that. We both know that you don't do that because you care about me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, a, it was probably the first thing that came to mind for him. Like, oh, but this is my son's doll. And also, this is basically, much like this doll, yeah. I will stay a child forever. And he immediately, when Pan goes into the thing, he's like, well, don't I get to stay this forever? Like, the first thought of his mind isn't, well, what about my son? It's, wait, can't I be young forever? He doesn't give a shit about Rumple. Let's give a shit about him. Top top four villains. I'm saying this right now. Peter Pan is on the Mount Rushmore of villains. He's on the Skull Island of villains. Do you have anything else in the past with Rumpel and Pan? Um, I like this scene where Rumpel can summon cake, but Malcolm can't. Oh, uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. As like, And Rumpel, at this point, doesn't actually want the power. It's fascinating to see a Rumpel Stiltskin that does not care he about power. He doesn't even want the cake. He puts it down. He's, he just wants to go, like, he <laughs> yeah, wants to be with his dad. Yeah. So it's like the opposite of, like, Rumpel was a good person, and then obviously events in his life changed things. Yeah. Whereas, like, his father, only thing he cares about is how do I get back to the feeling I had as a boy. Yeah. And then just shit goes downhill. When you, I mean, you can see that too when he has to go off to the war. The only thing he wants is to get back to his son. That's all he wants. It was always fascinating that he was presented as the villain for that. And I'm like, it's not villainous to say, I don't want to die in a senseless war. I'd rather yeah. not abandon my son. Like, that was noble. Even if it was cowardly, it was mm-hmm. the right move. Uh, but I'm good. I mean, th- this this is probably the best flashback 
uh, it is the best flashback of the season, and it's like a top three flashback all time. Snow I, Falls and Skin Deep would be the only other I two agree. that I would say. I are agree with there. that. Um, really good, really well done. Peter Pan is his father. I just blows me on. It's he's Henry's <laughs> great great grandfather and Neil's grandfather. I can't wait. <laughs> if there, I I want a family dinner episode. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the tree. Here's Peter Pan and someone. We don't know who the other someone is. And then there's the dark one. And then there's Rumple. And then you got Neil. And then you got Henry. And oh, wait, hold on. Let's cross this back over because you've got <laughs> Regina and her twisted family. And then Leopold and Snow. But Snow is Leopold's daughter. But that's also Regina's ex husband. Yep. Yep, this is getting weird. And we haven't even talked about Emma yet. Nope. Nope. <laughs> weird family tree. Oh, it is crooked as hell. Well, should we continue with Rumple and Pan? Sure. In present, yeah. present day, their music is so exciting. Oh, so good. Um, and we, I mean, we can talk about this more when we talk about everyone sort of confronting Rumple. But uh, he goes goes to face Pan, uh, and they have kind of a showdown. And Rumple's just like not having any of Pan's verbal trickery. But I love the barbs. I mean, Pan pointing out like. He says probably one of the top five insults of the entire series. We're more alike than you care to admit. Mm -hmm. And he isn't entirely wrong about it. Like, he says, you chose the power of a dagger over your own son. So, yeah, I, 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 I think he says, I abandon you for youth. You abandon him for power. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's wrong here in this insult. He's, Other than he's it's, not. it's the regret, right? Like, yeah, but the I regretted leaving my son the moment I let him go. And what... Did you do? You forgot about forgot me. Forgot about me. Yep. Yeah. The it's almost like the um you know what does Charming say to Rumple in the dating episode? There's uh, honesty of the heart. Yeah. So the actions may have been similar, but the heart uh -huh. was very different. Yeah. Uh, Rumple also says because you're nothing but a coward to me. Also, Pan points out that the Rumple never revealed who he is. Yeah. Why didn't you tell the group that he's his father is because he doesn't want anyone to know. He's ashamed of that. Yeah, he is ashamed of that. Mm, which is, is, I feel like had he revealed that, they would have understood why he is probably out for revenge more. Though, I have to admit, if I knew that, I'd probably be like, you might be more concerned with killing him than you would be with saving him. Yeah. So there's a fair point where Rumpel might have to like hold that back. Yeah. But like Neil even says, like, what is your guys' history? And he's like, he just... He, oh, the other thing I loved. He says... He destroyed my father, mm -hmm. which is very much like what they say in Star Wars. Yes, it is. Yeah. I was thinking of that earlier. Yeah. There's a lot of like breadcrumbs, but I still didn't pick any of them up when I watched it the first time. Mm -hmm. Regina is also suspicious yeah. when they're talking. She's like, there's something you're not telling me. He's talking. She's talking about why did Neil, um, when you guys reunited, why did Neil not? stay with mm -hmm. you? That's, that's a different, but it's the same thing. She's like, so you knew he was alive and you guys met. What the hell's going on? Um... And Pan makes him a very weird offer. He, he makes him the offer that uh, Rumple makes Neil. Stay here with me. We can start over. Turn back the clock. <laughs> Which uh, you didn't think was as ridiculous as I did? It isn't as ridiculous <laughs> as it sounds from their perspective. Mm. Like, yeah, for Neil's perspective, I don't want to be a 13-year-old boy. Though it's funny because that is what happens to Pinocchio later. <laughs> he does just turn back the clock on him. Um... But in this case, what he's saying is that, like, we can just stay here and be a family. Yeah. Like, oh, just ignore the fact that I abandoned you, you know, 200 plus years ago. Also, I think we've had many people encounter the Dark One. I don't know that anyone has ever doubted Rumpel's ability to pull the trigger. In fact, it's usually the opposite, that they doubt he cannot pull the trigger. And Pan goes, I don't think he can do it. He just taunts him. He's not afraid of him, yeah. which is so jarring to see. Well, and then he, Rumpel immediately pulls the trigger. It just doesn't work. Not immediately. He that, makes... I think, was his mistake. Mm. I think that's when the fine lady locate... What is it called? Well, that's not exactly... that. He made it sound like that, but that's not what he did. He thought about how he wanted the real box, yeah. and that's what happened. Oh, I thought the sleight of hand happened. He then. didn't do the sleight of hand. Oh. I mean, he just he just, he just wanted Rumpel's box to be fake, and he wanted his box to be real. Yikes. Uh, which is kind of terrifying. Rumple looks so scared when the box doesn't work. He even does. Well, he looks scared, and I think he even yells no. Yeah. Also, he trapped Rumple in Prandor's box. Worst father of eternity. Fucked up. Fucked up. Jeez. I'm sorry, Rumple. You had your chance. The choice was yours. Way to rationalize, bro. High conflict people, man. Yeah. 
in a show where Cora exists, Regina exists, and a whole lot of other bad parents exist. Congratulations, Pan. You are by far the worst parent of a group of terrible worst parents. Worst parent. Worst parent. Anything else on Rumpel and Pan? That confrontation was pretty nuts. It was really good. I And for, not a lot of action happens, but there was a lot of like personal history being shared that was like, oh, this is why I like this season. This yeah. is really good. Um, Want to jump back to Rumpel and Regina? Oh, yeah. Let's go Rumpel and Regina. Um, so she says, despite our differences, I can always count on you to get things done, unlike the rest of them. I, I, that's been my saying about the two of them. They're the ones who are willing to do what needs to be done. And then she sort of starts going off, like, Pan told them Neil was alive and Emma took the bait. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she like, She's like trying to be a better person. She's like, oh, that must suck to say to you. But Rumpel's casual. He's like, oh, no, that's true. Neil's alive. Well, and then she says the thing. She was like, you realize he might have a way off of the island, right? Like, yeah. this is actually important. Maybe they don't suck as much as I thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, we'll worry about travel pans later. And she's like, uh-uh, that doesn't add up. Yeah, she's like, mm, there's more here. Um, the next time I see Balefire will be when I'm putting Henry in his arms when father and son are reunited. It sounds like he's talking about Henry. It and sure Daniel, does. But I don't think that sure is... does. I, you know, so sometimes they do a bad job of making you feel bad for the character where they've done the bad thing. And yet I do feel bad for Rumble here because like, I don't blame Neil for not trusting him. Like, oh, everything about this is Rumpel has shown in his history that he will make the wrong choice. But it sucks when you're trying to make the right choice and, and no, no one, one will, will believe you. you. Yeah, I mean, Regina's faced that before, too. And it's interesting that he chose not to talk to her about it because she might have been able to, like, provide him some advice. It's it's hard, though, when it she's she also, also not going to trust you. Him. But and she might have believed him if he had told her about it before everyone found out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's a big question mark. I don't know. Their history is weird enough that I don't know that I would trust that. Like, they're not that close. Belle would have trusted him. That scene where they all turn on him, it felt like I was watching one of those dreams where, like, Regina's mm-hmm. being tied up to a tree. I was just like, oh, what are they going to do? <laughs> you know what I thought of, though? Remember that scene where Boom goes to Dynamite where Henry's being a dumbass? And and uh, Emma's like, if you want to get to him, you're going to have to go through us. And she's just like, oh, Okay. I'm kind of looking at us like, yeah, you know, if he needs to go through all of you, he can. Now, he yeah. won't hurt Neil, but he could take out all six of you with, like, a thought. Yeah, I mean, but, Regina would give him a run for his money, but... Maybe. And she'd be so distracted trying to to protect the rest of them that I don't think it would work for her. The well. moment she goes down, yeah. they're dead. Like, he could kill all of them instantly. And they have shadows. It's possible that, like, like with the situation with Cora, like, Emma might be able to pull something out that we don't know about or have never seen. In a desperation moment, possibly. But who knows? Yeah. And Uh, also, he knows Emma more than Cora knows Emma. He probably knows what does and doesn't work. Well, and uh, to his credit, he doesn't try any of that. No, he doesn't. Um, Which is kind of like Regina's point. If I wanted to hurt you, I would have by now. Uh, Like, if, if Rumpel wanted to kill Henry, he could have done that already. Also, if he really was out to kill, you guys would have never found him. Yeah. Like, the, the idea that they're so suspicious is fair, but, like, there should have been, like, and this is kind of where they're being dumb again. Think about it for, like, five seconds. The Dark One is always where he wants to be. And then they, like, make the dumbest. Mm. The dumb. Okay, I totally get the, like, give me the box. That give me the sense. box is reasonable. Give me the box. Yep. Like, if I, if I can, yeah, if I. If I can't trust you, I can at least stop you. Yes. Fair point. Reasonable. 100%. And then they tell him not to use magic. And when they first said it, my first thought was, yeah, tr- true. Rumple should not be using any magic Henry, while we're walking anything. around. Yep. Like, that's great. You gotta just keep your shit. But then, when they're going to storm the camp, he's still not allowed to use magic? Previously, I said Neil and the idiots. Now I'm just referring <laughs> to them as the idiots. He was an idiot last episode. He's an idiot this episode. Not because he doesn't trust Rumple, but he's intentionally handicapping them... Because of his own personal trauma, which I honestly think is just him being petty. He's just pissed at Rumpel. He doesn't like Rumpel's magic. Yeah. He never has. I He's agree. like, I'm sick of your shit, so you just have to do it my way, even though you know you need those two. Although Rumpel handles handles this like a champ. He really does. Um, I'm not walking in there with nothing but my good looks, and he just like takes Huck's sword. Which, that's awesome. <laughs> like, all right. If you're going to let him have a weapon, you might as well let him use the weapon he's good at using. Yeah. Which he also could just use. <laughs> I also thought it was a very sweet moment when David threw him his sword. 
and said, like, here you go. Like, for once, yeah. he had hooks back. Yeah. Which is, they've come a long way. They have come a long way. Uh, and then also, like, Hook makes the point. Me, on the other hand, definitely still being Hook. Yeah. I don't like all of them together. I think it's too many of them. Like, I, This I, is a lot of people. It's just too you many. You can't, like, the camera can't even, it's like, where are we, where am I supposed to be looking? No, and again, it's really charming. Snow just don't need to be here. Like, yeah. they just don't. I don't think I took notes on that. I, I took a couple notes. Well, I guess on Emma and and Snow mostly. Like, Emma talks to Snow about, like, so you're really going to stay here with him. Oh, yeah. Um, and Emma says, family means being together, all of us. Maybe this is just you rubbing off on me, but I don't believe that you won't be able to find another way. Emma There's believing always is a, a big way. deal. It is in a big Neverland. deal. yeah. And they, in the course of this episode, they find a way uh, to do that. Rumpel. They find a way or Rumpel overhears it and reveals a way? Rumpel overhears it and reveals a way. Uh, and he, like, is ready to make a deal. He's like, I would like to make a deal that is of equal value to what I am providing I think you. that's fair. <laughs> and Neil's like, nope, you're going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And Rumpel's like, all right. <laughs> Fine. I'm fascinated at the idea that Neil just commanded him to do it and he didn't be like, fuck off. Well, okay. I think there's a couple reasons why he does that. I think that he genuinely, he wants to redeem himself. He's been saying that all season and he genuinely wants to try to do the right thing. It's just so against his nature. But the one person that he trusts, his conscience, when he says, you should do this, he's like, fine. (laughs) I think that is fair. I think there's an added element to this. Of the people he respects, Charming is one of them. Mm-hmm. And Charming has done a lot for him. And I think there's a part of him that goes, you know what? You did use your favor, but you used it to save Regina. So I will give you this because technically now we're even. But and I, I, I did owe you. I also think he knows that Charming often kind of gives him the like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. But if he actually did something for Charming without asking for anything in return, if he asked mm-hmm. Charming for help, Charming would help him. Be- Again, he's one of the few people, yeah. I think, who Gold truly respects, which is why he's happy to give him the cure. I also like when he, what does he say? I was once poisoned by a cowardly pirate and then just looks at uh, <laughs> Hook and Hook kind of smirks. He's like, that was me. Yeah, I did that. I did that. I, and it doesn't even feel bad. Like, they just, I, te- I want family dinner. Uh, there's some really good looks in this episode. Oh, Another yeah. favorite of mine is when Rumple asks if he can use magic to like make all the lost boys go to sleep, and Neil's like, "No," and then Regina's like, "I'll do it." Rumple returns turns to her and says, "You remember the spell?" And I think that look that she gave him could have boiled water. She looks like <laughs> she wants to kill him. She's like, "Fuck you! I remember how to do that." And yeah. then they all go to sleep. Instantly. But to be fair, if I want to motivate Regina, <laughs> I'm gonna piss her off. That's true. And we, and we said her emotions feel mm-hmm. her magic, and she right there. That spell was so powerful; it might have killed them, Lost Boys. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, oh, I, I really like the line where he says, uh, "I think someone says thank you to Rumple for." gonna provide the cure and he's like well it's apparently the only thanks i need these days <laughs> so disgusted yeah he's really disgusted by he that is. okay well my notes are very messy here because there's a lot of there's a lot of like everyone being together and then sort of separating and adding another person and then coming back together i like in the a circle i think rumple giving neil the box as a sign of good faith was a big deal yeah. for him because he doesn't trust easy and he said like fine if i have to trust someone i will give you the box because they weren't Gonna. I still don't understand, like, what if he had just said, fine, go without me? Like, he should have looked at Neil and be like, you tried this once before, and what happened? Yeah. You got captured five minutes later, and now your son... Like, I actually would have thrown it back in Neil's face. Like, you're the reason that this situation got worse and turned the ladies against him. Yeah. Then, like, we had him, and then you got stupid, and now Henry's about to get his heart ripped out, and then those two would have ripped Neil a fucking yeah. new asshole. But Rumpel protects his son. Because, <laughs> let me tell you, I don't want Regina and Emma man. No, 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 no. And he gives him the box out of good faith. He said, I would give you my dagger if I could here i'll give you pandora's box and then rump uh neil gives rumple back the box he does there they learn that he in fact does not have a shadow he wasn't lying about cutting off his shadow and that yep. his shadow has his dagger um it did it was one of those situations when they were all ganging up against rumple where they're like okay fine it's like give me the dagger then he's like i i don't i don't have that <laughs> it kind of reminded me of um tiny he's like oh, oh no no just let me talk to emma uh she's out of town <laughs> well no that wasn't me that was my twin Okay. <laughs> sure it was. Sure, buddy. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure, not an sure, idiot. I wasn't sure. born yesterday. But Neil giving Rumpel back the box. I was... It doesn't go from Neil to Rumpel, though. Yes, Regina takes it first. Yeah. But Neil was all yeah. ready to give ready him to the go. box. 
And they're all, it reminded me of that, like, Jack Sparrow line where they're like, you were telling the truth? And he's like, I actually do that quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you're all always so surprised. <laughs> and then later he's doing the thing where he rolls the coin on and reveals yes. his curse. So you're like, oh, yeah, you also still lie. Yes. I also liked, and this is what I've wanted from Jennifer Morrison the whole season. When you want to say something that's like a big line, you got to deliver some punch. Mm-hmm. Everything in my body believed when she tells Rumple, you better come through or I will make your life a living hell. I believe that 100% she would make it her life's mission to torture Gold if Henry doesn't come back mm-hmm. alive. And she's not saying it because she just wants to threaten him. She's saying, like, bring my son home. Like, that that's the kind of scene I want. She made me believe that she's a mother. Like, yes. right there. That's a mother saying, get my baby home. You better come through, girl, Gold, or I'll make whatever Pan has planned for you look like child's play. You understand me? <laughs> and he kind of smirks. He's just like, uh-huh. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> He's probably like, I know I could beat you, but I think you would fuck shit up. <laughs> um, uh, what do they say? A woman scorned is not to be trifled with? Yeah. A woman's baby who has been lost because of you has That's to true. be somehow worse. I also wrote down, I like this group. Regi- Regina, Emma, Neil, and Rumpel was a good group. I was into that. I wish that we got more. What? Welcome to the team. I said that episode one of this season. <laughs> I literally said... Get rid of Snow and Charming. The rest of them are a good team. Yeah. Even Hook was fine. That's true. Like, it's just all of... it's Snow and Charming don't belong here. Um, yeah, that was... I also think it was fascinating that Rumpel immediately deduced this is a trap. It's not about keeping us out. It's about luring me yeah. in. So he knew this was a one-on-one situation Pan's trying to provoke. And then I think they make an eclipse. Yeah, that was very cool. So Emma figures out, yeah. like oh, well, we could just not have shadows and mm-hmm. then we could also go through. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she's like, we got to... We gotta figure out a way to make the light go away. And Regina is like, okay, well, we can cover up. The... Emma notes the moon. She's like, okay. And then she says, I need help. And they all kind of like, <laughs> Emma's like, with magic? Yeah. And Regina's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it it's takes hard. a lot. Isn't she said, it takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then they make an eclipse. Yeah, that's Which was badass. very cool. It reminded me of um, in A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. It's very, I think you would like it. It's actually quite funny. Okay. Um, I believe you. I just have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there's a, there's a, um, you know, in like old, old timey times, there's a man. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Is a man named Jane? It's not a man named Jane. Um, and he end up, ends up traveling back in time to King Arthur's court. And they like, he, they're going to like hang him. And he convinces them that there's going to be an eclipse because he like knows the date and that there actually was an eclipse that day mm-hmm. and they're like you made that happen and he's like i did i'm magic it's like when they uh, like <laughs> oh when you show old time people a mirror and they're like you have my soul yeah <laughs> it's like that yeah it was very cool i was very into that um i love i i love that team i thought they actually smartly put emma in the background and kind of let her be there but they let rumple regina and neil kind of handle most uh-huh. of the scene and i thought that was good that was a good use of all those characters I'm good with that. We haven't talked about Wendy yet. So I have that in a different section. I, do, I also have that in a different so section. So let's go. I, this is the Neil and the Idiots because I kind of put them all together. But I'm just calling it the Idiots now. I just wrote Emma, Wendy, and Neil because everyone else didn't need to be there for the conversation. You're right. But they were. But they. <laughs> I, I think Neil finding Wendy had to have been fascinating to be like... Because she looks like, who are you? Like, do I know you? Like, yeah. that's Bay. And she's like, uh, you're grown. <laughs> like, you're a hot man. <laughs> I don't think that's what Wendy I know. Darling was thinking. <laughs> I know, it wasn't she funny, was though. She's like, ooh, you've grown thinking. up nicely. Um, she hasn't seen... Oh, no, never mind. Anyway. Um, her, I couldn't bear for you to be without a family. Not after you told me your mother and father were dead. I guess it was important that Rumpelstiltskin was there. Yeah, it was important Rumpel was there. You told and, them I was dead? And then Neil says, I told them the truth. My own father abandoned me. And that sad look No, what Rumpel's he says is face. better than telling them I was abandoned by my own father. Ah. Which is even, and you see Rumpel like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it was that I wrote that down. I was like, "That's a rough conversation." And then Wendy references later, like, "Well, how can I trust a man who would abandon his own son?" Yeah, and that's a fair point. Although Rumple Rumple knows she's lying. Yeah, and he, he says, does. "I've carried enough lies in my life to recognize the burden." What's fascinating to me is that at first Regina has sympathy for her, and the moment he says it, she also has carried that burden, and her face turns. I'm pretty sure she was about to go rip out Wendy's heart and make her tell the truth. Like, yeah. she was like, oh, you lying sack of shit. <laughs> and then, I don't, 
I don't know how they convinced her to tell the truth if Neil does. I think Neil says, like, are you lying to me? And then she finally says, like, you don't understand. Well, they, they, um, Regina actually helps with the convincing. That's right. Because she's like, yes, we've, we've seen your brothers and, like, they helped us. So if you don't also help us, uh, Pan's going to win and your brothers are going to get and fucked we're, anyway. we're going to save you. <laughs> like, that's, they told us to yeah. come get you. Uh, I mean, Wendy's role here is mostly exposition. She, like, yeah. tells us what happens when Henry gives his heart to Pan. Um, when Pan lives, Henry will and die. And the situation, the stakes have been raised significantly yes, now. Which I love when they do this So properly. much higher. Yeah, this isn't just saving magic. This is Henry is about to make a sacrifice to die. Yes. Um, and he doesn't know that. And Pan still doesn't tell him. Nope. He tells him that he has to stay in Neverland forever, but he doesn't tell him that he will die. No, he says you just have to stay here forever, which is like the dream shit thing. Um... Yeah, I, I thought that scene was very important to be like, Reg- Rumple always thought that Bay wanted to kill him. And what he probably just discovered is that he just wanted him to be dead. He wanted Rumple to be out of his life forever, Yeah, that was Which rough. has got to be a painful thing to hear. I guess we have to end with Henry and, and Henry Pan. And Pan. Yeah. Pan is just feeding into all of Henry's hopes and dreams here. Uh You'll become the greatest of all heroes. You'll save your family and everyone. Heroes make sacrifices all the time. My family taught me that, Henry says. Just right in there. He just figured out exactly what to say. The heart of the truest believer will fulfill its destiny. The way he says that is if somehow it is destined to be and makes it seem like, oh, it's like Snow and Charming. They're destined to be together. Like, hmm. It, It honestly... Top tier work by Pan here. Oh he yeah, has hit, he's pulling it every, hard, and he does it under pressure. There are three people there who he all has a deeper connection with, and Pan is still able to play him like a fiddle. He, it's he really is. Well, and like when they show up, he changes his tactic a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's rushed. Tr- you keep seeing him. He's doing this. So yeah. he knows he's almost out of time. Well, because they keep saying like, "Trust us." Like we're we love you. And Pan's like, trust, I'm the only one who's ever been honest with you, the only one that's ever believed in you. Which is funny, that's where I thought Neil needed to jump in. Like, even if he, he, like, I wanted Pan to be like, those two have spent many years lying to you or abandoning you. And then Neil Mm. goes, but you can't say that about me. Yeah. I've never done that to you. And then now, and it's like, and I know who you are and I know who you are. He's also lived, had the most experience living with Pan and knows that he's a monster. I wish that Rumpel had told Neil, though. Because then Neil could go, you don't know what this man did. Yeah. That would have been more interesting to be like, that guy abandoned your grandfather and is the reason all mm-hmm. of this is happening. Also, can we talk about how cool Henry His heart, heart looks, looks fantastic. The heart of the truest believer is the coolest looking heart. It's like, it glows like the other hearts, but it's also like goldy colored. It looks like something so Indiana cool. Jones would be chasing. So cool. It's amazing. Um, And then we get that beautiful, Neil says, we believe in you, Henry. Emma says, because we love you. And Regina says, more than anything. And that's when I cried. I thought that was sappy, but well done. And then we have a cliffhanger. Well, Henry, like, thanks them. Like, you think that, like, he's been convinced. Yeah. He goes, but I have to do this. Very much the tunnel vision, like I his grandfather. I have to save you. Yep. I have to save magic. I have to save everyone. And he plunges his heart into Pan. Well, and the way that Pan set that up, that, like, it's just that you have to stay here forever. Because, of course, these three adults that love you wouldn't want you to stay here forever. Which is true. Um, it's not a lie. No, it's not a lie. But that's then it's the stakes are so much higher than that, and he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. And then, God, that final scene. He plunges the heart into Pan, immediately collapses. The three rush over, and Pan just like ascends to godhood. He does. He like, literally he just, floats up. He floats up. There's a huge pulse that goes uh-huh. across the entire island and knocks people on their ass. Charming and Snow feel it way far away. And he's just up there, and we end the episode with him floating like a god right by the window. And I'm just like, this is going to be awesome. The, by, and by window, you mean the, the eye, eye of the skull? Of the skull. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's like, it's just it perfectly positioned. He's, it, he's it looking cool. down on them. So cool. He's got, I mean, he's won. Like, he's gotten everything he's looking for right now, which is like, I don't know that we've ever seen a villain win like this. Yeah, this is nuts. But the, I remember watching this going like, I don't even know what's going to happen next week. I can't wait. Well, and the other thing that's bonkers is this is episode eight? Uh, yeah. So, like, it's not halfway. I Like, I don't, at the time, I don't think I knew 
that they were going to be doing this like half season situation anymore. But even if I had thought that they were going to do that, maybe I knew the TV schedule that there was going to be a break. I did read an article where they were talking about because they were talking about the line about like fillet the bitch. And they were talking that at that point they had known that they were going into a half season schedule. Okay. And they so they had told if you had read the article, like there was like it was like Entertainment Weekly or something sure. like that, where it was moving to half season. But now. in any case, episode yeah. eight is not halfway through the season. No. <laughs> but it's halfway through the mid season. No, it's a little more than halfway through. But I mean, it's about that range. Yeah. So. So what's gonna happen? I don't know. Like assuming what twenty two episodes, you got like eleven to yeah. twelve. The last four or five episodes are about to be nuts. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we dive into favorite moment? This episode was so good. So good. So, so good. good. It was so good. If you think that season three is bad, you're just wrong. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you this right now. It's okay to have your own opinion, and it's okay to be wrong. And in this case, you're both. Sorry. <laughs> Agreed. I agree. Um, please send us your, <laughs> your hate mail to twiceuponatimepod at gmail.com. Also, please send us how much you love season three at that same email yeah, address. We'd love that. And any questions that you might have or things that you'd like us to discuss. All right. What was your favorite moment in this episode? I imagine ours is the same. I have two. Okay. One, everything, because it's top five episode. <laughs> but Peter Pan being Rumpel's fucking father. Yeah, that's that's also that's mine. the twist of the series. I, it's amazing. I, Pan I, is Rumpel's father. Probably. I know that it was going to happen, and I still reacted with, are you kidding me? Like, it yeah, just, it's... It's so good. My runner-up was Regina and Emma causing the eclipse, because I thought that, that was, was really cool. That was also really cool. Uh, and I really liked that Regina asked for help. Yep. Uh, most ridiculous moment, two. I have two. Yours? You um, go one, I'll go one. They, they're, like, kind of related, and they're not exactly, like, ridiculous, per se, but the line, a child can't have a child rumple, just like when you read it out written like that, it sounds really ridiculous. And it was delivered like very beautifully. Um, I grew up hearing a line like that from my parents mm. saying babies shouldn't be making babies. Yes. Yeah. Which sure. is very true. You shouldn't be 14 having children. Um, and then like kind of related to that, when Pan says a giant skull, it's glorious. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, you are a child. Even though he's actually an adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although we're both adults and we think the giant school is Because really it is cool. <laughs> uh, you're an adult. Most people would put me as a... A kidult? Kidult, I think mm. is the phrase. My two are less inside and more just like the way the episode went. A, Marilyn Manson being in the voice of the shadows. Just ridiculously awesome. Yeah, it's really weird. His voice is terrifying. It's really scary. I know I was like, is that just what his voice sounds like? Or did they use some sort of like... No, I think that's his Like voice. mixing? Yeah. I mean, they probably deepened it or changed a little bit, but his voice is creepy. Disclaimer, Marilyn Manson is a terrible person, but he has a great voice. <laughs> Second, uh, the cliffhanger. You can't just end like that, yeah, man! The cliffhanger is... Yeah, that's nuts. I'm just like... Especially because this isn't a show that regularly has cliffhangers. You, we, I think I can think of one, the kidnapping. That's the only time I remember there being yeah. like a big cliffhanger yeah. or when um, Catherine reappeared at the end. Yeah. That this, was, this isn't like when you watch True Blood and literally every, every single episode, episode a cliffhanger. of cliffhanger. And it, sometimes it's like so low stakes and not important, but you're like, well, no, I have to watch the next three minutes of the first episode to or find like 20, out. 24, because yeah. everything was always yes. like heart racing. But this, this was shocking. Um, I bet we have the same loser I and winner. Guarantee we have the same loser and winner. <laughs> if you picked anyone other than Rumpel, you're wrong. Yeah, Rumpel. That hurts. Rumpel lost. Rumpel lost bad. Both ways. His. I mean, the only win he had in this episode was that his son eventually did come to trust him and gave him the box. Okay. But he lost his father in the past. Yep. Like in a horrific manner. Yep. Uh, he was told he was the thing that was holding his father back from being happy. Yeah, that's really bad. And then taken away by a scary-ass shadow to live with spinsters. Yep, that's really bad. That alone is enough for a loss. And then in, in the present, he... Everyone turns against him, so that sucks. Uh, that includes his son. Including his son. And then they finally believe him, and he goes to face his evil father, Peter Pan. <laughs> Sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that one more time, please. He goes to face his evil father, Peter Pan. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, and he thinks he has it all figured out, and it was a good plan, and it actually would have worked, except the rules didn't. in Neverland are different. And then he ended up in a box, and no one knows that he's in the box. Not a box. 
the Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's bad. Uh, the winner is obviously Pan. Obviously Pan. I mean, he got to ascend to godhood at the end of this episode. He convinced Henry to pull out his own heart. He has the coolest heart ever now. It's so cool. So cool. I do have a runner-up winner, though. Wendy? The spinsters. Oh, yeah. Um, they gained I just like us. They're really nice. Yeah. And uh, they gained a super awesome uh, little boy that spins better than they do and is going to make them all kinds of money. Could spin for kings and queens. Yeah. Amazing. But, I mean, Pan is so far the winner. Yeah, obviously. Like, he just wins all around. Yeah. Um, for what I'm looking forward to next week, I just wrote, ah! My, my, my is everything. Everything. I, I need to know everything that's about to happen right that's now. That's amazing. It, <clears throat> so um, you mentioned last time, off, off mic, about how you love this season and then you haven't really hit any top five episodes. Well, we've hit one. I would agree that this is a... At least top ten. At least it's me. top ten. Yeah. yeah, it's a great episode. I like if I went back and ranked them in my brain, I'm pretty sure I have this at two or three. Yeah, I think Skin Deep is one. Manhattan is really close. Yeah, it's like it's this or Manhattan at two and three. Snowfalls is still really good, but it's like this is the episode that I was waiting for, kind of in this season, and they've done an excellent job of building to it. So like, yeah, this is like the culmination of everything we got for eight episodes. Agreed. Um, so this is a Roger Top 5 episode. I cried two times during this episode. And we got a magic bean. And we got a magic bean! I didn't write that down. Yeah, I remember noticing that when they gave the magic bean. Yeah. Um, I cried when, um, we got the We Believe in You, Henry thing. And I also cried when, um, Emma tells her parents that they could can come home with them and snow runs up and hugs her and said you believed that's so sweet she believed in neverland yeah i'm actually shocked you didn't cry at the rumple scene yeah because that i almost that almost got me that was painful yeah it was uh it was really really painful well um if you're enjoying this podcast please give it five stars on apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever it is you listen to podcasts and uh, thank you for helping us reach number five on Feedspot's Top 10 Once Upon a Time podcast. Number five. That's pretty good. And, you know, send any questions, comments, complaints, concerns. Tell us to... about how much you love season three. Yeah. Twice Upon a Time pod at gmail.com. And be sure to join us next time when we watch the solution to this, this re- the resolution to this cliffhanger, season three, episode nine, Save Henry. And we will see you next time.